Hello and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are an online community of Christian women in business and we are aligning our businesses with God. I'm your host, Sarah Jane Neeson, and I wanted to create a platform where women can come to be inspired, to learn from women who have been there and done that, and know what it's really like to run a business as a Christian and what it means to them. I would love for you to join us as we get into the meat of the word share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. Okay, I think we're all set. We're all back and ready. Okay, well, can we all please... Put our hands together for Kerry, session two. Let's go. We are ready. Thank you. Gorgeous. You can MC for me anytime. Doesn't she have a gorgeous voice and persona and you're just gorgeous? Someone asked me, can I, you know, talk with chewing gum? But the answer's no. But thank you. <laughs> okay, what an awesome lunch. And I had a great chat with... Um, with several of you and the guys who cooked it. Thank you, Hayden and team. <laughs> it was really good. So we have lots to whiz through this afternoon and we're really just starting conversations. So please make note, not just of the lovely words being spoken, thank you, but the lovely insights that you are having because this is really about you being present and listening to what comes up for you. So it really is not about what I say. What's the conversation you're having with God? What's the conversation you've been having with others? Because you could walk out of here today and talk to somebody about what you got out of it and they'll be like, oh, no, that wasn't what today was about. (laughs) But if that's what it was about for you, that's awesome because you'll all have individual insights. So I'm not giving you words that you can just go, right, I'm going to remember that. You're going to remember what's in your heart to remember. But pen and paper certainly helps that. So write down what really resonates with you. So we're going to go through the rest of the asking model because this can be used anywhere, with anyone anywhere. So think it, it really depends on what's most relevant for you. Are you thinking about how you're connecting with your team, how you're connecting with clients, how you're connecting with the, the wider community, with complete strangers... And when I'm talking to business people, I like to remind you that if we're walking into an event looking for who's going to be my next client, we're actually missing out on so much. If we just go, who's the human being I'm going to set eyes on and say hello to? Who can I make feel comfortable? Who else can I serve? Because if we're just looking for the next client... I might not realise that in front of me is someone who has the answer to something I've been struggling with for ages. So if we're really present and we listen to people, we might discover something that's so much bigger and better than the one thing that we were looking for, which often for entrepreneurs is the next client (laughs) because it's been too long since we sent out the last invoice. But if we take that pressure off ourselves, like with the post-it note... (sighs) Pressure, put that aside, trust, 
we were talking earlier about something that SJ's been talking about. The, yes, who was quoting SJ? Was it? Yes. Thank you, Kelly. <laughs> Just doing what God's asking me to do, not doing all the extra. And it was years ago when I just went, I do not want to take on a client if I don't know that it's a gift from God. <laughs> because when I work with people, you know you connect with somebody and you're like, amazing timing, everything about it is just such a gift from God. Those are the people that I work with. Because otherwise it's like really hard. It's like something is just not working and I end up thinking about them like at night and wake up thinking about them and trying to, you know, get them to help themselves or whatever. I think there's lots of nods, so I think you know what I'm talking about. Okay, moving right along into the S in the ASCII model, which is start small, start with a smile and scare yourself a little. So <laughs> this is about stepping out of the comfort zone. And I say scare yourself a little because you know those moments where your heart's pounding and you're like, I should talk to that person or I'd really like to do that bungee jump but a bit nervous. If you feel a bit scared, go for it. If it's like absolutely terrifying, if you've never stepped on a skateboard or a bike or something, maybe not bungee jumping or skydiving. But in terms of people, what is the scary step that's not going to be sickening scary. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a bit scary to just say, excuse me, can I just ask you a question, you know, to a person on a bus. If it's terrifying to just rock up to the Prime Minister and say, hi, I just wanted to have a conversation. <laughs> if you're going to throw up, then maybe you're not ready to do that. <laughs> maybe you can practice. Maybe there is someone that you want to meet who absolutely terrifies you. So start small with the little scary things. So that's why I have that in there. Um, so just keep stepping out, keep stretching yourself. Because, and we are talking at lunch also about, you know those times where you just go, oh, I'm an introvert, I don't really want to talk to anyone. And sometimes it's those moments where I think, I just need to sit quietly and not talk to anyone and not make eye contact. Oh, and then I do. And I'm like, oh, I should just say hello. <laughs> And then it turns into the most amazing connection. And it's the reason, well, one of the pivotal reasons that I wrote the book was because 6.30am when I was not going to be talking to anyone, I get on the plane, I've got my journal ready to just do some brain dumping and being by myself. And this young man sits beside me and, you know, when you're putting your seatbelt on, that's kind of when the ice is already broken. You know, you're just kind of, g'day, how are you going? And you can sort of check out how friendly or not the other passenger is. But instead of just saying good morning, this question popped out of my mouth. Are you just going to Sydney today or further on? So we're leaving from Dubbo, off to Sydney. And he said, well, actually, I'm going to Germany today to see my parents for a couple of days and then I'm going to London to work for a few weeks or for a month. And I was like, oh, curious. What are you doing in London? Oh, I've been asked to work at the Olympics. Anyway, so I just kept asking him these questions because he was kind of a little reluctant to share because it was a, kind of a big story. So he was feeding the USA VIPs at the London Olympics. I'm like, wow, you live in Dubbo? Yep. So how do you get a job like that? <laughs> oh, the guy he used to work with, etc., etc. I'm like, so where did you work together? Oh, at the palace. Like Buckingham Palace. Yes, cool. And now he lives in Dubbo. <laughs> nice. Someone had to feed the queen, you know. Like she's had many chefs over the years, I'm sure. 
and he happens to move to Dubbo. He's in Sydney now. But, um, yeah, I realised when you just take that little step, you don't know what's on the other side of it. So it wasn't just a lovely friendship because when he came back, we got our families together, our son's the same age, he cooked amazing, like, MasterChef-worthy cakes. I've never been a MasterChef, so I'm just guessing, but they look pretty good, tasted amazing. And so there was all, you know, that lovely relationship that developed, but also the insights, and it helped develop the book because people would say, how do you have these conversations? <laughs> how do you meet all these people? Hmm, maybe I should write about this. Okay, so consider where you can practice connecting. It might seem weird to practice talking to strangers, but can anyone say that maybe that's something you could practice? I'm practicing all the time and reflecting on what was it that just was amazing about that conversation? Or what was it that happened that caused that disconnect? Did I make a judgment about that person? Or did they make a judgment about me? So it's really helpful to reflect and not be too attached to the outcome. If somebody just looks at you like, they don't want to talk to you, they're probably thinking about the budget they've got to meet, the food they've got to cook tonight, all this stuff that's going on for them. It's not about you. That's helpful to write down. It's not about me. Does anyone else take it on when somebody glares at you, looks at you the wrong way? Okay. So look for opportunities to stretch yourself and choose two small steps. So this is just a discussion moment. So write those down if you like. Turn to the person next to you and discuss. We'll just go 30 seconds each because the afternoon will disappear quickly enough. What's a small step that you can take? And it's going to be different for everybody. So if somebody tells you something that's like a really tiny step for you, don't judge it. Just listen. You are so cooperative. <laughs> Thank you. Did anyone see a new place or a new way of stretching yourself? Because I know some of you go, I talk to strangers all the time. And so we can just settle with that. But, yep. Yeah. We all have these kind of conversations in our head. Yeah. Absolutely. And... Okay. Should we add that to the resources for later? Yeah. <laughs> the Cool Mums video. Uh, it's so funny, the assumptions that we make. And people sometimes will say to me, oh, but, like, I think they all know each other. But, no, you just walked in the room 30 seconds after they were introduced and now they're giggling, not because they're great friends and they're laughing about old times, but because they're, like, you know, nervous and awkward and they've just met and they're kind of like, ha and we're having a chuckle. But from the outside, you just go, oh, I couldn't fit in with them. They're all too, you know, tight. They've known each other for too long. <laughs> this is right. <laughs> I used to work with a deaf student who could lip read, but really uh, every conversation was about her. It was like, no, it really wasn't. Okay, where else can we connect or stretch ourselves a bit further? Yes? sort of open up and look around and see who else is there that might, you know, need someone to talk to or encouragement or something like that. Yes, absolutely. And you know what, because we're often just looking at our phones, like our shopping list or our social media or whatever, probably like the latest cool thing that SJ's just posted. And um, But if we look up, like we could see someone that we haven't seen for like 20 years. Oh, my gosh. Or you could just... Oh, you certainly can. Put the microphone. Um, 
I think I shared it on a podcast once, but um, I went somewhere for Christian Women in Business and I was on my way home and um, I got to Sydney and it was late or it was a stinking hot day or something and I had to take the bus. I was like, and I had all my banners, I had a massive suitcase, I'm like, I can do this. So I got on this bus and it was like you can imagine, the trains are out, it was absolutely rammed, it was hot, everyone was really aggro, the bus driver was aggro, shouting at people down the bus, I'm just like, and there was this crazy old lady shouting back at the bus driver, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, what's going on? Anyway, I managed, someone offered me a seat at the front, I was like, oh, that's nice, and then she got off, and then another girl sat next to me, and um, like we smiled and changed um, smiles, I guess. And I just said, oh, you know, what have you been up to today? It's, you know, nice to be sat on this bus with you, <laughs> even though we're all hot and sweaty. And she was like, oh, you know what? I've had a really bad day. All this stuff's happened. And she was like, "And that's enough about me. What have you been doing? And I was like, oh, well, actually, I've been doing something for my business. And I was like, would you like a blessing today? And this story is no way to put me on a stool. This is just what happens when you literally do talk to strangers. Um, and I got out one of our flyers with the poster that I happened to have because um, I was doing CWIB. And um, she was like, oh, my goodness, I'm a Christian. And, oh, my goodness, you just made my day. And I can go home now. And I've just got this poster to remind me of God. And I'm just like, if I hadn't have just smiled and said, how are you going? Nice to meet you on this big sweaty bus. Let's make friends today. Like, you just don't know the impact that, you can have through those random situations. So I'm an introvert, you know, if we're in a crowded room, I'm the one doing stuff in the background, making sure everything's working. So if I can do it, like anyone can do it, seriously. And you don't know how God's going to use you. Yeah, that's right. That's beautiful. Thank you, SJ. And, you know, I think sometimes I'm actually, appreciate your prayers tomorrow, I'm speaking in a church because I met the pastor on a plane less than a month ago, I think, <laughs> going to Singapore, and he was diverted like a zillion times, so he wasn't even supposed to be on that flight. He was going to Manila, but they said, you'll have to go to Singapore first. So sometimes we can think, I have to share my faith, or I have to share my business, or I have to share whatever I'm on a mission about right now. But if we just be present, and just sometimes something random pops up to comment on, like, oh, there's cool earrings, where'd you get those? I've got them in Paris. Oh, that's nice. I haven't been there. You know, just wherever the conversation goes and you're inspired to share something that's relevant. Yeah, so anywhere. <laughs> I've got these little cards and I pulled one out this morning because I thought, oh, I can give that to someone. But it's kind of got stained by like makeup or something. Um, but they're just like tiny little cards. You get like a box of 30 and you pop them open and they've got quotes in them and you don't know what it's going to say. So I just go... Oh, can I just give you this? I don't know what it says, but just pop it open. Hopefully it's useful. And, yeah, people are just like, oh, my gosh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Anyway, any other comments from your discussions? Okay, we will move on. Um, please feel free to share ideas later. Um, and continue to stretch yourself this week. Would you do that? And maybe share in the group any little random moments where you've connected with someone. Okay. So, K is for keep going with quality questions. I just realised the K is 
missing. That's oh, that's weird. Okay, it's K. Keep going with quality questions. <laughs> Keep going, even if your PowerPoint doesn't line up with what you're saying. Don't know how that snuck in. Because sometimes people fear what happens after the smile and the hello. Just keep going. But quality questions make all the difference. So that plane example, I said, are you just going to Sydney today or further on? So at the first look, you might go, what's quality about that? But it's about the future, like where are you headed? And so people can, they can answer that easily. They don't have to get nervous. If I say, what do you do? And you're in transition, you're like, oh, well, uh, you know, that can be difficult. I mean, entrepreneurs are just waiting for someone to say, so what do you do? So they can go, oh, let me tell you <laughs> and let me turn you into a customer. But I actually find that's one of the later questions that I might ask. I mean, people will often share it anyway. But I, I met a, a lady who was retired. We talked the whole way to Sydney. And then when she asked me what I was travelling for and I told her about my book and she said, oh, I don't talk to strangers. Literally, this conversation has happened so many times on planes. I don't talk to strangers. And I'm like, ah, and yet we've just had a lovely conversation. And they go, oh, yeah, but it was different. So this lady said, oh, yeah, but that was different. And I said, so can you tell me what's different? And she said, well, you didn't say what do you do. She said, I hate that question. I said, okay, because, you know, I know entrepreneurs love it, but tell me about that. And she said, well, I'd go to parties and people would say, so what do you do? And I would say, I work in an office. That kind of just kills it. Because she didn't want to say... She was a magistrate. She was actually like the first female of, of that role in the country. <laughs> it's like if you say that you're a doctor, it's like, oh, I see I've got this skin condition. <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to talk about work. <laughs> if you're a lawyer, they don't want to hear about your brother who's like in jail right now. <laughs> or about to go. You know, so not everyone loves that question. <laughs> so what is a quality question? It's one that puts a smile on people's faces. It's, and I don't have time to go through this fully, but just what's going on in your brain is there's like an avoid response or an approach. So, or a connect or a disconnect. So when I ask a question that puts pressure on, your brain just kind of shuts down and you go, don't want to go there. And you might actually ask a question and then you see that look on someone's face. It's okay, just go, you know what, forget that question and just ask them something else. So I said to this young guy at a professional meeting, young professionals, so you think maybe you should talk about what do they do? And I said, oh, you work at such and such, you know, what do you do there? And he just looked a bit bored. And I just went, scratch that, what do you love to do? And he came alive and he said, I love meeting people. And I went, oh, me too. And so then we you know, got on like a house on fire. So if you realise your question hasn't landed, be okay with that. Be okay with awkward. That's worth writing down as well. Because we fear awkward. It's even an awkward word, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, sometimes they need a bit of help, don't they? <laughs> um, I would just... Uh, okay, yeah. So if it's a question... Or if somebody's asking you about something and it's awkward, but they're not... 
getting stuck, not getting unstuck from that and they just keep asking you, maybe asking you different ways and you're just kind of like, yeah, I would go, you know, that's just really not an inspiring conversation <laughs> for me. Can we talk about something else? And I actually saw uh, a preacher at our church conference last year. He's from America. And so someone comes up and he's like, so Trump and blah, 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 blah. And he's like, yeah, I'm a bit bored with that. Right? Uh, I'm a bit bored with that by now. And this guy's, well, yeah, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And Shane's just standing there going, yeah, we're kind of over that now. And I just was standing nearby and I just went, yeah, it's not always a useful conversation, is it? <laughs> you know, so, and then turn the conversation to something more positive. So maybe, maybe it's even just throwing in a new topic altogether. Like, ah, oh, I'd much rather talk about what lights people up. You know, what, what do you love doing when, you know, or um, do you have family around here or, you know, which can actually be a sad conversation too. So, but, you know, asking, <laughs> be, be ready to just move with the conversation and just watch people's energy and notice your own as well. Because if I'm having conversation with someone, I remember meeting a girl that, she was so polished, you know, the elevator pitch? Yeah. Oh, she had it nailed. But I just, the word that came to mind for me was plastic. And, and I, and then I didn't know if she'd had plastic surgery or if it was just like such a plastic encounter. I was like... <sighs> but her words were like amazing and she rattled off this beautiful elevator picture and I'm like... So my brain is kind of going, oh, I could work with you because I need that kind of business. But there was also such a disconnect because I just thought, she's not real. And I just really want to connect with people that are real. So, you know, beyond elevator pitches, it's useful to be able to articulate what you do, but then let it go and just be present. <laughs> because people know if you're reciting something you've memorised. Yeah. So just, yeah, be okay with awkward and just, and maybe even say it. Oh, I feel awkward about this, but can I ask? Or I feel a bit awkward about that, can we talk about something else? Rather than just pretending, because we get into pretending in conversations and everyone can feel it and it's just more awkward. <laughs> is that helpful? I realise that, you know, awkward is often just a very fine line and then when you step over it and, like, you're willing to get a little bit messy, it's like, ah, it's much better on the other side and there can be some great discoveries. So what are the... Just under avoid, let's just picture a sad face or a pouty face or whatever it looks like in your brain, just a little emoji that doesn't look happy, and approach what, what creates a smile and openness. So questions about where you're going, what are you looking forward to? So, for example, you come into an event like this, what are you looking forward to today? You can use it later. What are you looking forward to tonight? There's so many exciting things happening tonight. What are you looking forward to this week, this month, this year? And this, I popped this photo in because SJ commented on that the other day. Leaning in, listening, being interested in others. So what are we listening for? Which, again, is an awareness, an awareness thing. Are we listening for an opportunity to share our story? Are we listening for an opportunity to sound funny or intelligent? or educated, professional. 
In the book, I wrote about meeting the Prime Minister. It was one of my less dignified moments, shall we say. <laughs> because I was wanting to sound educated and professional. Um, so, that's a bit of an aside. But what are you listening for? <laughs> oh, you want to hear the rest of the story? Okay, maybe if we've got time later. Um, actually, who knows Christine Kane? Okay, so I quoted her. And, yeah, I just tried to sound like I knew what I was talking about. Because <laughs> it was a community leaders meeting. I was... 26, and I was pregnant, so we can blame pregnant brain, but it really wasn't that. It was just me wanting... Uh, all these le community leaders, ministers, and they're standing around like, so what would you say if you get to talk to the PM? Oh, I don't know. And they're just like all standing around, and the PM's just talking to the mayor and his entourage. I'm like, well, he's here to talk to the community leaders, so someone's got to talk to him, so I will. <laughs> But yeah, I just spotted it up. And then the media's like, because I walked across the road with him and then we crossed the next road and I could have just been a human and I could have just said, my parents loved meeting you in France. They couldn't be here today, but he had an encounter with my parents in France where they gave him a lift because his entourage left him behind. So it's in the papers and everything. Forgot that. Forgot that we actually had a connection and just tried to sound important and knowledgeable about young people of Australia today. I actually don't remember everything I said. I just remember that I quoted Christine saying something really profound. Yeah, I think I've blocked it out. It's a long time ago. My son's 18 this year, so yeah, it was May this year. It was 18 years ago, so can't remember. But I just thought I can't just write all the stories in the book about how, you know, clever I am connecting. It's like sometimes we have awkward moments. <laughs> But yeah, then you got the TV cameras in your face. What'd you say to the PM? <laughs> What'd he say to you? Uh, we just talked about... <laughs> I don't know what I said. But I've got a photo. Photos in the book. <sighs> and one with Richard Branson. That was much better because I was not pretending to be somebody else. And we'll get to that. If I don't mention Sir Richard again, just give me a wave. Because you all want to hear that story now too, don't you? Okay, what is the conversation in your head? Is it, <laughs> I need to look important, I need to look like I know what I'm talking about, I need to impress the PM. We put ourselves under so much pressure. Sorry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sometimes you might be thinking, don't trip over, don't trip over. <laughs> and just a helpful tip for your brain, if you're thinking don't something, just reframe it. Do, okay, like do talk to strangers. <laughs> do be yourself. Not don't trip, don't trip, but just, you know, walk on a clear path. Have you ever been cycling and you see a pothole and you're like, don't hit it, don't hit it, don't hit it, bang. I actually hit a tree once. I wasn't actually focused on the tree. I was focused on this dog and I'm riding and I'm like, this dog on the step, is that for real? It's like so still. Tree. <laughs> The cement dog, I see it. Every time I drive down that street now, I'm like, yeah. I know, you're a fake. <laughs> uh, okay. Conversation in your head is often not a positive one. Why do we 
Why do we limit ourselves, doubt ourselves? So you have more confidence than you think. Now, this line in the book came out because I was talking to somebody very close to me about the asking model. I said, N is natural confidence. And they said, oh, but I don't have confidence. Like, I'm not a naturally confident person. So ruled themselves out straight away. Does anyone else feel like doing that? And I said, aha, uh-huh, but you do. Because I saw you on Sunday talking to so-and-so who is not known for his social skills and you guys were having a great conversation. And the response was, oh, yeah, but that's because we're both learning this language and, you know, we both, you know, go to the chess club sometimes. And I went, exactly, you're talking about what you know. We're not confident when we're trying to impress the Prime Minister or when we're, you know, trying to sound educated. But when we're being ourselves and talking about what we know, then we're shining. Have you seen your friends talk about stuff they're passionate about? Stuff that they're good at? But we don't realise that we can be confident in what we're good at because we don't actually see the value of it. This is, like, so obvious. Just like if you talk to strangers all the time and people say, how do you do that? You're like, do what? (laughs) Has anyone else devalued your most natural giftings? And like I was saying earlier about cheering people on, thinking, oh, that's not a big deal. But to other people it is. Did you say something? Oh, I thought there might have been. Beautiful, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so when do you lose confidence? So sometimes we lose it because we might be trying to sound impressive or because we're doing something we're really not that interested in. Maybe somebody said, you know, could you just do a quick overview of the world economic, you know, situation? And, well, I've lost energy and confidence (laughs) right there (laughs) because I don't know. And what helps build up your confidence? Does anyone keep all the nice little notes that you get? I'm not good at filing. (laughs) If I was, I would have a folder of compliments, but I just have screen captures, like on my desktop or somewhere random. You know, the little notes that people give you or the comments that people might... It just might sound like a throwaway line, you know, like, oh, you're so good at that, you know. I love the way you presented that. Just ponder it. Hmm. Oh, I didn't think that really meant anything. Is that important? And sometimes, because we can learn from compliments. We're kind of a bit weird about compliments, aren't we? Do you kind of awkward, we just flick it aside. And I had this moment where I was doing team coach training and one of the participants was actually a lead trainer in other coaching um, workshops. So I didn't realise she was noticing me while I'm getting the participants to debrief on the day. And, you know, some of them acknowledged each other and they acknowledged the learning and some of them acknowledged me in the way that I'd run the afternoon because I was actually the assistant trainer and the lead trainer was out all afternoon with someone who was having a crisis and had locked herself in the bathroom. So I had to step up. (laughs) And so my colleague later, she said, you know, when when people are acknowledged or complimented, there's kind of two ways they deal with it. There's, oh, no, I'm not really that good. No, and just flick it aside. Has anyone ever flicked aside a compliment? Yeah. Or the alternative is, hmm, 
Yes, I am good at that. So, has anyone ever done that? We're not as good at that, are we? No, we just kind of go, oh, no, I'm not, no, I'm not that good. It's not that important. It's not a big deal. And she said, but what you did, she said, you were like leaning in, like interested. You were learning from what they're acknowledging you for. And I went, yeah, I guess I was because I was kind of surprised. And coaches being coaches, they were really specific about what they were complimenting me on. It wasn't, you know, like, oh, good job. It was specific about the way that I'd interacted, the way that I got the best out of people, etc., etc. And I felt like I was being watched from, like, backstage. You know, when someone's observing you and you don't know that you're being observed. And I did, so that debrief with her was really pivotal because I thought, okay, we learn from compliments. We learn from our wins. Everyone talks about learning from your mistakes. Yeah, and learn from the mistakes of others, as they say in the skydiving world. Learn from the mistakes of others. You don't live long enough to make them all yourself. That's another story. I'm from a skydiving family. So, what can you learn from compliments? Because you have strengths you don't even realise. But people tell you all the time, but you just go, oh, yeah, thanks. It's not important. But actually process it, digest it. Okay. This brings us to a moment that I can't, I haven't got time for. But gratitude. The asking model finishes with G for gratitude. Because gratitude is a powerful connector. It's also just really good for our mental health. And as I was saying, it's really good for learning from when other people express their gratitude. But we acknowledge, we acknowledge the guys out there for lunch. <laughs> and somebody said, um, oh, you're champions. I'm like... I love that. Showing appreciation. It's a great connector. So we can look for opportunities. Not just, you know, Aussies kind of just say, thanks, mate. But what are you thanking people for? Be specific. Thank you for the way that you've listened. Thank you for the way that you've supported. You know, even from the back row, the back row thank you for your intent listening because it reminds me that it's, it's valuable what I'm sharing. Because in and of myself, I'm like... I don't have anything to say. <laughs> so when we acknowledge people specifically, not only does it build a good connection, but it grows all of us. So the quality of being thankful, the readiness to show appreciation, the willingness to return kindness, and as you know, it's an attitude. So maybe just make a little note there. What are some things you're grateful for that you could express? Maybe it's some of the people in your world. Maybe it's some circumstances that you're grateful for. I'm grateful for flight sales. They've helped me make some big decisions just recently. <laughs> it's a flight sale. I think I will. Oh, Tioni shared something just... Or was it your daughter shared last night? We're talking about Spoto. You know, like when you... The kids go, yeah, yellow car, spotto, or whatever kind of car it is, maybe depending on what state you're in, or punch buggy and you punch someone. So Tioni had reframed it. So when you see that particular kind of car, you go, I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for that. <laughs> and so they're in the playground and someone sees a car and her kids start talking about what they're grateful for and these other kids are like, huh, just punch someone. 
high fives for that. <laughs> we're talking about to her teenagers about how we brainwash our kids. And that's a beautiful example. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so can we take 60 seconds, because it's about all we've got left, to make it count? Be specific. Give some details. Talk about or write about how you feel. Write it down. And I just wanted to finish with a picture of someone I'm grateful for. Such a darling. Yesterday, my grandparents were married 74 years ago. They celebrated their 71st wedding anniversary three years ago and then passed away six months, between six months of each other. Yeah, beautiful example. So who's been an example in your life? Can I just take an extra 60 seconds to share something really significant? Oh, golly, I might need tissues. <sighs> okay, so World War II, they held dances at the YMCA to, you know, create a sense of normality. You know, all the girls would turn up in their beautiful dresses and the soldiers, when they were back, would go to the dances. And so Violet went to this dance to meet up with a young guy who didn't turn up because he'd... He'd been sent out to Dubbo for training. She met Garnet, had a little dance, and then noticed there was an African-American soldier asking the girls to dance, and they all refused him. And she said she was so disgusted with them, and she stood up and danced with him. And then he bowed, and all the Aussie soldiers clapped her. And I was reading this story, because I wrote it for a magazine, a wedding magazine, they all clapped. And as I'm reading this out, my granddad says, and if she hadn't danced with him, I wouldn't have danced with her again either. And I realised in that moment, I exist because of someone not only talking to a stranger, but one that nobody else would talk to. She stood up and danced with someone who was being shunned by her peers because that was the thing they did in that day. So I'm grateful for the message of talking to strangers and connection from someone who... All my grandparents were beautiful connectors. Loved God and loved people. And those little everyday moments where we make a choice to step up with somebody and encounter them and let them encounter the love and the grace that we carry. So let's look for those opportunities in your business, in your life, everywhere, everywhere you go. Thank you so much, Sarah-Jane, for connecting with me and inviting me today. And thank you, Emily, for the beautiful job you're doing. And thank you all for listening. Thank you, Kerry. Thank you so much. Well, I don't know about you, I got so much out of that. My little pen was going nuts. Um, so we're going to break now for 30 minutes to have some afternoon tea and a cuppa. But I'm actually going to set a little challenge that some of, the, uh, some of the points that Kerry has touched on today, I was just thinking towards the end there that some of them might be quite difficult for some people to try out. So I was going to encourage you and set a little challenge in the next 30 minutes while we have a break. This is a safe space. We are safe. We try it out here. 
Try it out with safe people who will encourage you and love you and, and cheer you on. So if there was a few things in what Kerry said then that you maybe don't do or find a bit nerve-wracking you know, nerve to try, try it now. Find someone that you maybe don't know or haven't gotten to know well enough yet and start that conversation. So there might be a stranger right here in the room. Start talking to them. So... 30-minute break, grab yourself a tea and coffee. Now we're going to have, oh yes, we're going to have um, some afternoon tea out as well for you to help yourself to. Before you go though, we would love to get a photo of everyone together uh, to commemorate the day. Uh, where are we going to head for the photo? Where would you like us? Did you, did you want to just stand here or outside? No, 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 that's fine. I don't know, I'm happy here. Are you happy here? Yeah, great. Okay, yes, absolutely. So in a couple of minutes, we'll come and we'll just um, all gather here. Tall people at the back, short people at the front. <laughs> Typical school <laughs> sort of lineup. Um, but um, I'll just quickly, very while we wait for the photo, I'll quickly share. Um, when you were saying about gratitude, I always found it very difficult because I find I just get a bit too you know, bamboozled in my day to actually stop and be grateful for the things that have happened throughout it. And I tend to focus more on what stressed me out and what bothered me and I get all flustered. Anyway, this year I set myself a challenge to be more grateful or pay more attention to all those blessings throughout the day. So I found an app because there's an app for everything now. Um, it's called Gratitude365. So if this is something that maybe you'd like to try out, I would just share that with you, that give it a go so you can actually put a little photo to each day of what you're grateful for, which is really cool. You look at a calendar at the end of it, and you've got all these photos. And if at the very bare, very bare minimum, you look back at a month and go, I've got 30 things I was grateful for. Um, but there is a list, uh, an area where you can list out as much to, you know, I think up to 10 things a day that you can be grateful for. So Gratitude365, if that's something that might interest you. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.